cast my mind to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior
Giving is one of our greatest privileges as Christians. God has been so generous to us, and we want to continue being a generous church. If you want to join us in this, please click the link in the comment section or visit lifehousesa.com. Also, if this is your first time joining us, please fill out the card online by clicking the card link in the comment section or lifehousesa.com. We understand times are difficult. So if you have a need, anything at all, we'd like to know. Whether it's grocery run, running errands, or just simply a call, email us at help at lifehousesa.com.
The prayer line is open today from nine to noon by calling the number on the screen. Our prayer team and elders are standing by, so please don't hesitate to call. Well, good morning and happy Easter, everyone. If you're joining us for the very first time, we wanna just say welcome to our LifeHouse community that's really meeting online for the foreseeable future. If this is your first time, hey, would you just uh, comment in the comment section? Just let us know that you're checking us out for the first time. We'd love to give you a shout out, as well as you may even get a, a, a card in the mail or a gift in the mail this week. Well. Part of the joy of Easter is that we typically gather together to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus because we know what it means to us personally. Today we find ourselves with our families in our homes and certainly there are worse conditions that we could find ourselves in today. But there's something that doesn't feel quite right about not being able to gather together on this day in particular. And yet here we are. Well, for the past few weeks, we've been in a series called Jesus Talks, where we're taking the sayings of Jesus and we're applying them to our everyday lives. Today, we conclude this series with po quite possibly the most important words that Jesus ever spoke, and they come to us from John chapter 14, verse 6. If you don't have a Bible, uh, if you're watching online uh, through our website, there's a link down in the bottom that says the Bible. You can click on that. You can look up the passage of Scripture and follow along with us. It's John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus answers and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus clearly gives us this purpose and meaning of why we even celebrate Easter. Paul, when he is talking to the church, he, he's talking to his church in Galatia, he says to them and paints for them this clear picture of why we celebrate Easter today. And it comes from Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. He says, for the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of Jesus on the cross. And then he asks them this rhetorical question. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? And his, he answers his own question. He says, of course not. You received the Holy Spirit because you believed the message that you heard about Christ. And so this Easter, I don't want us to miss out on the opportunity for everyone from LifeHouse and anyone watching that we would miss out on the opportunity to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ and the death, burial, and resurrection. I mean, this all began, really, because we all ended up in a bad condition, right? Because we committed sin. And the reality is, is that you really only have to commit one sin to be a sinner, uh, if you murder somebody, uh, you are a murderer, right? You only have to do one murder to become a murderer. You only have to sin once to be a sinner. If there's some of you out there who think, ah, I don't know if I'm a sinner. 
well, if you've sinned, you're a sinner, right? And we all have sinned, every one of us. And Romans 3.23 reminds us that if all of us have sinned, then we have fallen short. But herein lies the problem, is that if we have fallen short, then we cannot have relationship with God because God wants to be with you. In fact, he created you for fellowship, for relationship, so that, so that he could be in connection with you. But the problem is, is we have sin. And God can't have anything to do with sin. And so we have to get rid of it. So how do we get rid of sin? Well, there's a bill that has to be paid. You and I, we have a bill, a debt that has to be paid for. And that is the debt and the bill of sin. So God sent his son Jesus to go into the courtroom to pay that debt. See, the reality is, is if the penalty for that debt of sin is death, then we can't pay that because then we don't have relationship with God. And so Jesus sends his son into the courtroom where we have been sentenced to capital punishment. We have been sentenced to death. And Jesus says, I will pay your bill. And listen, everyone, the good news this morning is your bill has been paid. Have you ever been in a restaurant where uh, you're sitting there and the waitress or the waiter, the serve staff comes over and they, they say, hey, it's all taken care of. Your bill's been paid. There's something really amazing about that, right? I mean, it's hard to think about what it was like to actually go into a restaurant because none of us are able to do that right now. Uh, but there's something amazing when, if you've ever had the opportunity, when your bill is paid. In fact, when I was in college, our uh, college president, whenever he was going to Applebee's, we all kind of had a pulse on that, and we would end up end up at the same restaurant that he was at because we kind of had an inkling to know that he would maybe pay our bill. It's an amazing feeling. It, it feels simultaneously uh, bad or, or awkward, but, uh, but, but at the same time, it feels amazing. Like you don't feel as though you appreciate or that you deserve it, but you do appreciate it, right? You find yourself in this place where I didn't eat the food and somebody else paying my bill, and yet there is something about having that bill paid that you just feel so appreciative of. If by now you haven't heard this, we uh, as a church, Lifehouse Church, has had the opportunity to pay off $3.1 million of unpaid medical debt that exists right here in 78258. Now, I'm not going to go into all of the details of how that happened and how that took place, uh, but what we will do is we'll put a link in the comment section that will link to a story that was written about it this last week. We thought, as a church, that it would be amazing that if this Easter we could give people just a glimpse of what it means to have your debt paid. So if people haven't yet received a letter, they will shortly receive a letter saying that their medical debt is paid, no strings attached. A tangible gift of grace that expresses his real love towards people. Now that's nothing in comparison to having the debt the bill paid of our sin. It's called grace. And I, and I want to briefly just give you a picture of what grace actually is. There's an acronym that Rick Warren used years ago, and, 
Uh, and I want to just kind of bring that back to you. An acronym, if you don't know what an acronym is, uh, you should because you're homeschooling your kids. But if you don't know what an acronym is, it's, it's where you take the word and you take the letter of, of uh, each letter of the word and you go down and you, uh, you tie it to something. And so the good news for you this morning is that grace is a short word, right? So number one, grace is a free gift. You can't earn it. Jesus didn't come just to give you a gift, though. See, sin has to be paid for, and so his gift was his life. Isn't it amazing to realize that we are completely debt-free, that, we, that, that through Jesus Christ, our debt has completely been paid? Our, we forget the, the horror, though, of how that debt was paid. Right, we, we forget the horror, not just of, of the moment for Jesus, but we forget the horror of the moment for the Father, for Father God. Could you imagine how your life would, would be impacted if, let's say, you were walking on the sidewalk and you were about to step into the street and there was a car that was coming 70 miles an hour and someone else behind you saw it and they shoved you out of the way to safety, but at the same time, they were hit by the car and killed. Every day you would think of that person. And I want you to know that Jesus stepped in and he saved you. He paid your debt for you. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord who paid our debt. When uh, we just had moved here in 2007, uh, our daughter Claire, she was uh, with some friends and she was uh, jumping on a bed. And, uh, and as she was jumping on the bed, even though she knew she was not supposed to, we uh, found ourselves uh, kind of frustrated and, at her because they kept doing it and they kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, we hear a blood-curdling scream from upstairs, and we run upstairs, and we see our daughter with just blood coming down her face. And, and so we were so distraught, we rush her to the hospital, we get her to the ER, and uh, they rush her back, and they put her down on a table. And, and as she's sitting there, or as she's laying there on the table, her mom and I are, are sitting there, and we're watching, and, and, and she's just screaming, and she's hurt, and and they're trying to get her to a place to where they're going to numb the pain. And so they get out the needle, and, and, and that just exasperates the problem. She's freaking out because now she sees the needle, and they know, she knows they're going to stick that thing into her head. And so they have to put a straitjacket on her, and so they wrap her up in a straitjacket, and she's laying, and she's squirming, and she's got this straitjacket on. And, and all of a sudden, she just kind of looks over, and, and she sees me and her mom there, and she's like, Daddy, please. She's just, she's just tortured. She can't figure out why in the world her dad would not intervene and step in and save her. As I remember that story, I was thinking of how God would say to me, that's exactly how I felt with my son. As my son hung on a cross and he screams out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's the same feeling that the father had towards his son. The reality is, is that God 
in sending his son to the cross for us was thinking of me. He was thinking of you. He, that, that you and I, we were supposed to pay for our sins, and yet he sent his son Jesus to step in, and he paid it all. The second thing that grace is, is grace is received by faith. And I need you to hear this this morning, that faith is not belief, it's, it's trust in. Faith is not, Christianity is not a belief system. You could say, well, I believe in Jesus, but so does the devil, right? The devil believes in Jesus, but that doesn't make him a Christian. It's not belief that he exists, it's faith. It crosses a line where it steps into faith, and it's saying, I don't really fully understand all of this, but I do know this, is that what Jesus did for me is enough that today I'm putting my faith and my trust in you. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved, that it's through faith, and that this is not from yourself. It's a gift of God. It's not by works so that no one can boast that they accomplished anything. And Romans 4, 16 says it like this. People receive God's promise by having faith. I, I put my full trust in you. I'm, I'm going all in. I I just, I hope that there are, are people who might be watching right now who, who you're right there. You're, you're right there on the line of faith. You haven't crossed it yet, but you're right there that there's some of you that are thinking, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm all in or not. I would just say, I'm, I'm glad that you're watching. I'm glad that you're here. But there is a little bit of bad news. The bad news is that you can't make that decision on this side of that line. You have to actually cross over because you will never know. You will never experience the grace of God on this side of that line. You could say, I, I don't fully understand it all, but I've heard enough, and I know that what he did for me, and I know that even though I may not understand everything, that I'm willing to step across the line and it's in that moment that the miracle of grace takes place. But it's not until you cross that line where you go, I'm not just learning about God anymore. Now I'm experiencing a relationship with him. It's not unlike trying to get your kids to, uh, to eat something, right? Like, have you ever tried to get your kids to eat a, a food and, and you're like, hey, have you, have you tried this? And they're like, no, I don't like it. You're like, well, have you ever tried it? No, I've never tried it. Well, how do you know you don't like it unless you've tried it? And, and in some ways, it feels the same way. It's like, would you just be willing to try? Would you be willing to just take a step? And if, if I didn't have a broken hip, I would take a step right here and, and say, would you just step across the line and go from just belief into trust, into faith? Number three, grace is available to everyone, and that is good news, everyone, for Lifehouse, I would just say to you that just so that we are clear on this, let us never be a people, let us never be a church that casts judgment on others. See, I want us to be a church where we exist for everyone, not just for church people. We exist to bring real love and real life to anyone that wants to come. 
And, and, I, and to be honest with you, I just really don't want Lifehouse to be a place where we just all look and act the same. It's hard, it's messier, it's more difficult to have that approach, but that is the approach of Jesus. Jesus accepted everyone. If there's ever a message of, uh, of this in, in the woman caught in adultery where Jesus kneels down to her and he says to her, he says, where are your accusers? But she looks up and she says, they've all gone. And Jesus' response to her is, then neither do I accuse you. But then he says something very interesting. He says, now go and sin no more. See, Jesus accepted her just the way she was, but he loved her so much that he did not want to leave her in that place. The gospel is everyone come, but the gospel is allow Jesus to do a great work in your life. Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's saying, Lord, I want to step across the line of faith, and I want to call upon your name. That is real love. That is real life. That is the gospel of Jesus. Number four, grace comes only through Christ. John 14, 6, again, I use this at the top of the, the message. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only one that dealt with the real problem of our sin. Romans 5.15 says, Many people have received God's gift of life by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ. And then finally, number five, grace is extended throughout eternity. One of the most popular verses in all of the world, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but they'll have eternal life. And the result of that is a passage that we find in Titus chapter 2, 11 through 12, where it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. And then it says it, and that it is grace. That it's the grace of God. It, the grace of God, teaches us to say then, no to ungodliness, no to worldly passions, no to living uh, to, and to live a self-controlled life, to be upright and to be godly that lives in this present age. That grace is the thing that compels us, that moves us to living a righteous life. I've heard it said like this, that grace, when it's defined, is, is that grace is when what you ought to do becomes what you want to do. Grace moves us from obedience to trust and love towards the one who actually paid it all. In fact, God, would you work that in us today? Could we just even pray now? God, I pray that, that, that every person, every person that's listening right now would experience that gift of grace. God, could you... It would, would there just be a, a realization of how you sent your son a reminder to die and to raise again. This is what we celebrate today. We celebrate the resurrection, but God, we don't want to forget that without the death, there is no resurrection. God, would you give people courage to step across the line of faith? 
regardless of whatever it is that they're going through, whatever it is that they're struggling with, God, would you help them to know that it is available to them today? Let every person watching this Easter morning experience your grace. Maybe you're watching today and you've tried to be a good person, right? That's just been your, your method. It's like if I could just do good things for other people and, and it hasn't worked for you. And you know it hasn't worked for you because you still feel guilt, you still feel shame, and it's, it's tearing you apart. And if you're living in that condition, right, and you, you want Jesus to transform your life, you want to experience his grace today, I, I want to pray for you. And if, you, if that's you, if you would just say, I need the grace of God today in my life. This is salvation where grace transforms you. Right where you are, could I just invite you to pray this. Thank you for your grace. Today, God, I cross the line from belief into faith. And I put my complete trust in you. Receive me just like I am, but God, would you refuse to leave me this way? Jesus, forgive me and make me brand new. If you prayed that prayer, that's it. You've crossed the line from belief to trust. You've, if in your heart you're saying, God, I'm making you first and I'm putting my trust in you, then that is saving grace. And if that's you today, I know this sounds very informal and a little anticlimactic, but we wanna know that you've committed your life to Jesus today. And there's a couple ways in which you could do that. If you're bold enough to put that in the comments and said, that's me, I received God's salvation today. I received his grace. If you're a little bit more private, like many people, would you be willing to just click on the link that's in the comments or on the website to fill out the card and just say, hey, I committed my life to Jesus today. We wanna get you started with a digital discipleship process where we're helping you navigate the decision in your life. And then finally, as we sing this last song, will you join in on the celebration that comes from the words that we're about to sing, that Jesus paid it all. He stepped in, he paid the debt that you owed, and he paid it all. And we, every one of us, can say, my debt is paid.
Hey, thanks for watching. Make sure to stay tuned this week for more content coming your way.